This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey now, Semper Fi, good afternoon and welcome in to the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL alongside one of my favorite human beings on the planet, Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback. I'm Christian Garrick. Phone lines are open. At 504-260-1870. Pig suey. Pig suey, baby. What's up, man? Go Tigers. LSU taking on Arkansas at 6 o'clock in Death Valley. And they are 44-and-a-half point favorites over the Hogs of Arkansas. <laughs> the largest point spread in the SEC in four decades. And, look, I'm going to say this, and I don't mean to be flippant or disrespectful, but the only way LSU loses this game is to literally not suit up and go out on the field in, in Death Valley. I'm, not, I'm, I'm being serious. Like, I'm not – this is not hyperbole or anything. That's the truth. This Arkansas team is just not good. When um, Western Kentucky puts up 45 on you, your defense is pretty bad. Right. No, they're, they're, they're not good at all, man. And the problem is <clears throat> we're so good that I hope we don't get lackadaisical out there, right, and just and just not play well. I th- but I think we're going to go out there and we may even cover that spread um, by 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 more than ten points of the spread, so it may be fifty four point win in my opinion. But very well at, could be. At the end of the day, this is one of those games where you want to get your younger guys in, your freshmen in, your yep. backups to to get you know to learn to learn some some game time moments and things of that nature. So in this the is SEC. what I'm looking for. Yep, in the SEC. Get them some SEC experience and look again. If you go, if you've watched Arkansas closely or even just moderately, man, right. they just give up way too many points yep. in every facet of the game. In other mm-hmm. words. Running game, you want to, you want to run the ball against them. You can do that. You can do that. You want to score throwing the ball. You can, you can do that as well. Yep. So, I mean, it would not be surprising for Joe Burrow to throw for three hundred yards in the first half of the four touchdowns. And, and they don't they don't score either. Right. Also, so they, they they can't keep up with you when you're scoring. So this is not an Ole Miss team that that can that can put up some points. You know, this is a this is an offense that just struggles to move the ball. They can't convert on third down. Can't get anybody off the field on third down. They don't take the ball away very well. They do give up the football. Quite a bit. I mean, it's just a recipe for a total beatdown. Now, Which it I don't be. think LSU is going to lose focus simply because I think that game last weekend against Ole Miss was a bit of a humbling game because, especially for the defense, they, <coughs> that defense gave up way too many yards, way too many points. And I think Dave Aranda's squad is going to be refocused and redialed in this week. Absolutely, and they're not going to give up anything this week. I can tell you that right now. They're going to try to pitch a shutout today. That's what they're going to be looking for. That's what they're going to be focused on. They're going to be hungry. They want to avenge with – what they feel was a, was a, a loss to them defensively, um, and, they, and I think they're going to make up for it. And once again, like I always ha- always have said, Coach O and Coach Aranda and, and Coach Insmigan and Coach Brady has always done a great job of coming back and doing something that they didn't do well the week before to rectify it and make it better this week. So I think I think that's one of the greatest qualities about Coach O is that he's learned from the past mistakes that he's made as a head coach to be able to understand what he needs to do to get better each week. Ole Miss put up 31 on Arkansas earlier earlier in the year. San Jose State beat Arkansas 31-24. Mm-hmm. A&M barely beat Arkansas 31-27. Kentucky beat Arkansas 24-20. Auburn's offense 
which we would consider average at best, right? At best. They put up 51 points on this Arkansas team. On the road, mind you. They were in Arkansas. But, you know, Auburn is one of those teams that they can push you around on the line of scrimmage and run the ball all day long. So if Arkansas is going to give you that, they're going to score, you know, 40, 50-yard touchdown runs all the time. Alabama put up 48. Mississippi State put up 54 points on the Razorbacks. State, baby. (laughs) Again, proving our point that ultimately this is a defense that LSU should have their way with this afternoon. Yeah, absolutely. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. Two games remain for the LSU Tigers in the regular season today. At home against Arkansas. Next week at home against Texas A&M. And I'm sure that's a game that LSU will look forward to very much considering last year's wild, crazy seven-overtime game. But first, it's the Hogs in Death Valley at 6 p.m. We'll hand things off to the LSU Sports Radio Network at 4 o'clock. And we are outside of the Athletic Administration Building, steps away from the PMAC along with Steps away from Tiger Stadium if you want to come out and tailgate with us. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick here on WWL. Back here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show on the campus of Louisiana State University in front of the Athletic and Administration Building along with Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. Amos Morale III sat down with Coach O earlier in the week. Take a listen. All right, Coach. So obviously uh, coming off a win, 714 yards, obviously a lot to like about that win, but like you said, t- tell the truth Monday. Uh, what's the message to the team going to be this week? Yeah, we're 10-0, we're, we're on the road, got an SEC victory. We're happy, but we're not satisfied. Uh, there's a lot of things we need to get better on. On defense, and it starts with me. We've got to put them in better position. We've got to coach better. We've got to tackle better. We've got to make plays. Uh, we can't have the two turnovers that we had on offense, but I'm really pleased with the play of the offensive line, Bedard Trar and Adrian McGee, coached by Coach James Craig. I think they're the MVP of the game. Forget over 700 yards with those guys that tackle. I thought those guys did a tremendous job. And you mentioned the offensive line. Obviously, you know, all the hype's been around Joe and the play he's had, the skill guys, you know, Clyde. But they can't do any of that without a, you know, really solid offensive line play. And it seems like, you know, no matter who you guys have plugged in there, they've kind of risen to the challenge. Yeah, I think it all starts with this. What our coach, Coach James Craig, done a tremendous job with them. Lloyd Cushenberry, Damian Lewis inside. Ed Ingram had his best game. So, yes, we have tremendous leadership. We have tremendous coaching. And we have some depth with our offensive line because that's the – group that's going to get injured sometimes the most. And then, uh, obviously, you know, when the offense is rolling, those guys got to be getting hyped up, uh, you know, yeah. seeing those big plays happen. You know, the good thing about it, Joe praises them, Clyde praises them, praises them, the wide receivers praise them, everybody on the team acknowledges the big men. Think about this, Lloyd Cushenberry got acknowledged by us as the number, wearing the number 18, the first time an offensive lineman has ever been given the number 18. So the big man is praised here at LSU. And naturally, uh, on the other side of the ball, the, the defensive line seems like, you know, same thing. You, you know, who at are you plug in? You know, those guys are coming in and making plays for you. You know, I, I was pleased to play Apu. Like, Apu has trimmed down to a slim 340. I'm proud of him. I thought he played his, his best plays, uh, making good plays. I like how you say that, a slim 340. Uh, you know, he still looks like a giant out there. Uh, you know, he's a guy that came in uh, over the summer. Uh, looked like he was, you know, ready to play. He's gotten some playing time early. What has he done to kind of impress you? Yo, first of all, losing weight. I mean, he came in at 390. And this summer he was 369. He had a couple of ankle problems that, that hampered him, but he's gotten uh, to be able to read his blocks better. He's making plays in the backfield. Uh, he's in better condition, and just his overall awareness of the nose tackle play. Uh, the receivers and the tight ends, uh, Thad Moss in particular, putting up numbers, 
that uh you know guys haven't done here in over a decade but uh you know it's not just the offense right it's got to be you know these guys are, are going out there and making you know really nice plays yes they are we have great talent i think Tad moss is probably one of the most improved players on our football team um uh, we recruited him. We knew he was a great athlete. He's a good blocker, uh, and he has a great mental attitude about himself. And now he's become a leader for us. I'm very proud of him. Right. Heading into Arkansas this weekend, obviously a, a team in a situation that you're familiar with. Uh, you know, what do you tell your team about you know how this is a team that's got you know going to be dangerous? You know, first of all, it's about us. It's about the LSU Tigers. It's about us fixing the things that we need to fix. But hey, they gonna come out with the hair on fire. I mean, they got a new coach. Uh, he's probably going to change things up this week, relax things a little bit. They'll play loose and on fire and give them a, a breath of fresh air, and that's going to give them some hope. And, uh, like you said, they've got some uh, Louisiana kids on that team that you know are going to want to show out in front of their family that's going to be making it up here. Yeah, they will be coming home. They want to play well in, uh, in front of the LSU Tigers. I know that. And then obviously, uh, you know, for this team, you know, is the message – Maybe that second half make the message, you know, a little bit easier for you to drive that, you know, hey, any team, will, they're not going to roll over for you guys. That's right. You know, everybody's going to give us their best shot, but we got to play at the LSU standard of performance for 60 minutes. We haven't done it yet. All right, Coach. Well, appreciate the time as always, and uh, good luck Saturday. Go Tigers. Amos Morale III with LSU coach Ed Ogeron. Welcome back to the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgate Show here on WWL in front of the Athletic Administration Building is where you can find Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback, and myself, Christian Garrick. Right now, Ohio State 21, Penn State 14. Number two, Ohio State getting all they want yep. from the Nittany Lions. Yeah, we need we need them. We, I'd like to see this win right here by Penn State um, just to make things a little bit more interesting in this playoff run because, once again, Ohio State is always what they, they're always number one or two at the beginning of the season. They end up being number one or two until they lose somewhere towards the end of the season. So I, I just I really would like to see Penn State beat Ohio State yeah, today. See, I want Ohio State and LSU to play. I, I, I want that to now, be here's a realistic the thing. possibility. O- Ohio State is not going to go any further than four if they lose. If they fall, right. Right, if they lose. So, at the end of the day, if we continue to win and they continue to win and lose this game, they'll be 1-4. One four, so, we'll play them. Yeah, I'd like to play them in the Superdome. I'm talking about for the, uh, for the Natty. I don't know if they're going to make it there. Who do you? Who else do you like outside of the LSU? From, I mean, I like, who, outside I, of LSU, who do you like? I like Clemson. I do, right? And then outside of that, I mean, this could be anybody's game. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. I, I think Clemson, I think Ohio State certainly um, it can, can, is capable of beating LSU. So how, how the much more of, favorable matchup would be, believe it or not, <clears throat> I think Ohio State. How much How much have you watched of Ohio State yet this year? Clemson's. I mean, so, I haven't watched a full game of them this year. So when I watch them, I see them just playing as men amongst boys when they're playing all those yes. other schools. I watched them. I probably watched about what the first quarter of the day, and they did not show the overmatching, overpowering that they showed against everybody else against Penn State, which hence is the Number reason nine, why Penn you State. say, which hence the reason why you see twenty-one fourteen. And Penn State lost a fluke game. I'm gonna say that not not that Minnesota's a fluke, but Penn State wasn't supposed to lose that game. They just didn't play well that day. So they're better than the number nine ranking is saying. Correction, I, I read that wrong. It's number eight. They're number eight. Go, well, number I read their nine and one record. There you go. Number eight, they're better than the number eight ranking, if you will. So, I think they're I think they're a top five team, definitely. Penn State. Yes, if I, if they were undefeated going this game, they'll be number four right now. They would, but I don't know. I I haven't seen enough of Penn State to where I can definitively say they'd be a top four team, in my opinion. But Ohio State certainly deserves to be there, along with Clemson. The concern I think you have with Clemson is they're built a lot like LSU, same same kind of team. They they can score points in bunches. 
Their offense is pretty strong. Their defense at times and situational defense plays really, really well. Something that we talked about earlier in the week, Herb, that I want your opinion on is do you think this LSU defense is going to be or could potentially be their fatal flaw when you face a team like Ohio State or Clemson? I think, I think it's a potential, but the, the biggest thing is, for me, in my opinion, that is that they've always risen to the occasion every against every team that they play that are top-ranked teams, right? They've never not played well. I mean, they didn't play great against Texas, right? but they played good enough. Hmm? They played and really, it was early in the season. Correct. They played really great against Auburn, right? They played really great, in my opinion, against um, – Against Alabama as well sure. in that first half, man, they, they they played great. I mean, I don't know what else you want from them in those, in those particular games. Don't get me wrong. Now, I'm not saying that they don't have issues that 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 they don't need to address, but those issues are the same issues that I said we need. They can fix. That are fixable issues. It's just being at the point of attack, making the actual tackle, be, uh, and then also not and not bad angles, me- mental mental errors, or just not being in the right places. Like last week when you saw Plumley running the ball. He was running the ball. There was nobody in the stadium. Basically, it's like he was running six in the morning runs or something. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? So, where is everybody? Where is the defense? Who's got who's got the quarterback? Whatever. So to me, that's a mental situation right there that they can. Repair. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. And in particular, you saw some bad angles from this LSU defense last week against John Rice Plum. That's because they were out of place. If you're out of position, you're going to have bad angles. And you, and the guy like him, as fast as he is mm-hmm. and as dynamic as he is, running with the football in his hand. Um, it's going to be difficult to catch him if you're not in the right situation. Ideally, that Ole Miss offense is predicated on causing the defense to ultimately take one false step yep. and yep. then and then hit a seam. Yep. That's how they operate. And look, now give Ole Miss credit last week because they got LSU out of out of position because of some of their alignment and also because of their play design. Now, what I will say is you're absolutely correct about that. But what I also will add to that is the fact of the matter that we did not have our true starters playing the game either. So we had younger guys that were playing that were just – you know, sometimes they make mistakes, and that's okay. That's the type of game that you make a mistake in when you're up by 30. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. You can give up 30 points or whatever because you're still scoring 32 at the same time. So, um, I just, you know, I just feel like I feel like let's not dump on the defense right now. Let's give them an opportunity to make it right and fix it and continue to get better because, once again, we lost uh, Devin White. We lost Greedy Williams. We lost these guys. I mean, you know, we, we lost guys – that were great guys, you know, that are no longer playing with us who can actually motivate these guys to be better than what they actually really are playing. So we don't have that in our, on our defense right now. Plus you lose a Michael Divinity, who I think was the guy that was stepping into that mm-hmm. role, and you don't have that anymore. So so now you got to find the next guy that will. I just, you know, I, I was hoping that Grant Delper would be that guy, but he just not has but he just not has been the same player this year, in my opinion, that he was last year as far as – as far as, you know, not only making plays on the field, but also just bringing the level to play of the people around him. I've said this all season long, Herb. In defense today, in today's day and age, let's, let's admit that the game has changed, okay? It's right. changed dramatically mm-hmm. to an offensive, more points-driven game, even at the college level. Yep. And playing defense today at college, in college, if you're good situationally, you're going to have a chance. Right. If you're playing good red zone defense, if you're playing good right. third down defense, yep. if you're forcing turnovers – that's going to help you because in today's day and age of college football with, the, with these spread offenses, atta- offensive attacks, man, it's hard to play defense in college football. You can't play defense. You can't defend the whole field. Right. You have to defend sections of the field is what you're saying. Yep. Exactly. So you're either going to play really good, you know, like you said, in red zone defense because you can let them get down the field but stop them because they can't stretch the field anymore. Um, that, you're right. That, that's just the way it is. And I don't know how you, how you prevent it. 
So that, that, that's why you see a, a defensive guru like Nick Saban having issues with this. Not just this year, but since they've con- this has been conceived, right? When, when he had Johnny Menzel at Texas A&M and, and, and things of that nature. So it's very difficult to defend. And then the, the game is played so fast. It's so much faster now that you can't get the, those, you know, cycle those players in and out of the field. And then those defense alignment are getting worn down and getting worn down and getting worn down. And then when you're on offense, when you're going fast on offense, that fuels you. Yes. And that makes everything so much better for you. But defensively, it's difficult, which is another reason why I think our defense struggles as well. Yeah. You're defending more plays, too. Yeah, exactly. Because your offense is, is up and down the field and on the sideline after yep. scoring points really, really quickly. And I also think that I said this before, and Herb, I think you agree. Because that defense knows now that they have a complementary offense that can score some points, it's it's almost where you go, all right, yeah, we don't have to be as locked in. We, we don't have to be as dialed in. They want to be. But what I'm saying is they can take more chances on tackles. They can take more chances on trying to jump balls and pick them off, et cetera, because they know they got an offense that can get their back, if that makes sense. No, I agree. I would definitely do the same if I was playing myself. But at the end of the day, I need you to make those plays happen yeah. when you do it. So if you're not making those plays happen, so if you do it – if you do it five times and you're successful only two or one time, then don't do it again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Play sound football, in my opinion. That's what I say. So, But, no, you're, you're right, though. I think that they feel like they can take a chance here and there or whatever. But at the end of the day, man, make the play. Whatever you got to do to make the play to put you got yourself and your team in the best situation, do it. If you don't do that, then you're, not, then you're doing a disjustice to your team and yourself as well. Yeah, I mean, there's times where they've been indisciplined a little bit on defense. Yep. Like you said, gap integrity. Uh, poor tackling at times. Yep. Um, you know, just not taking the right angles. Right. And and, I, and the good again, the good news is that's all correctable stuff. This yes. is not about hey, they don't, they just don't have the dudes to do it. They don't have the talent to do it. Right. They have the talent. They don't have. They don't have. Let me say it like this: They have been being making mistakes on defense mentally, and then also physically by not making particular tackles at the times that they need to make those tackles. So, but 20, I think it's this definitely fixable, and I think today. It's the day that they're going to fix a lot of those errors today. But you will also maybe see a couple of other errors, too, because they're going to play some freshmen today. I, th- I think Coach O wants to get some freshmen in there early, too. Um, so I, I think he wants to, he's hoping that he can probably get some freshmen playing in there somewhere around the mid-second quarter. 21-17, to 17, number two, Ohio State on top of number eight, Come Penn, Penn State. State. Penn State, score, look, the score's going to stay like this to the end of the game. Penn State's going to score a touchdown with no points, no seconds left on the, on the, on the, on the clock. 4-22 remaining in the game third, and this game – Ohio State was on top of the, the Nittany Lions, 14 to nothing. So Penn State has roared back yep. here in the second half. We'll keep you up to date on that score. Also, it's the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick here on WWL. Back here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust player, excuse me, Gulf Coast Bank, Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. <laughs> in front of the Athletic Administration building, Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick. Give yes. set for LSU and Arkansas today, our WWL Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll online at www.com. Will LSU cover the 44.5-point spread against Arkansas today? Cast your vote online or call us at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. No water. Butch has come through today with some water. But you got some water today. Do you know what he said, though? His exact words were, I got six waters. They're all mine, but you can have one. You can have one. He He told me if I razzed him too hard, he would just take the water out and just, dump it out. <laughs> just take the water out and leave the, the, the cooler right there, right? He Empty. did not like us giving him a hard time about no, that a couple weeks ago. No, he didn't. I, I heard about it. I saw the email. <laughs> you saw the email? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I like email. your hat, by the way. 
Well, well, call me Tiger Claws. Tiger Claws. Yes, I'm not Santa Claus. I'm Tiger Claws, okay? Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870 LSU against Arkansas today. 6 o'clock kickoff right here on WWL. And uh, once again, it's a team that's coming in in Arkansas that just isn't very good. Uh, In the SEC, it's rare you're going to see a point spread of 44.5. In fact, it's been four decades since you've seen a spread in the Southeastern Conference that large. Yeah. So how do you – what do you what do you do? What do you tell your team to, to well, get them up to to get prepared for this game? What do you say? I think this team's already quit. I really do. And, and they've already turned the page to finding a coach. Right. Arkansas right. is still looking for a coach. By the way, I want Mike Leach in the SEC. You want Mike? How good would Mike Leach be in the SEC? Just for just for just for comedy and, and for for entertainment. I mean, well, I, I, I and he's won everywhere he's gone. Well, I was about to say that. I don't think he would just be here just for comedy and entertainment. I think this guy he would come in and actually make some statements here, some good wins. Now at Arkansas, I don't know. I don't know if he can get the talent there, right? Yeah, I, I don't I know if he can get the talent there. Maybe at that, maybe at a Kentucky, he may be able to get the talent at a Kentucky or something like that. But well, if he's able Arkansas. to, you can have success at Arkansas. I mean, recruiting-wise, you go in, yeah, you, you dip so. into Texas a little bit, a I little bit of Oklahoma. Patino did it. Or Petrino, yeah. whatever. I can't never think his name. Patino. Patino, he did uh, it. No, but you know? Bobby Petrino, yeah. Rick Patino. Bobby yeah. Petrino, yeah. There you go, something like that. Yeah, he had success <laughs> there. I mean, he had uh, Houston yeah. Nutt as yeah. well, had Houston success. Nutt, yes, he did, he did, he did. But I mean, it's just, you know, it's one of those programs where you get to a certain level and that's it. Then you stop. You can't really go any higher than that. Yeah, see, I think Arkansas with the facilities, they got just good facilities as LSU. Well, everything that, that, that you would want from a player's perspective, yeah. they have it. And I, I think that the Arkansas program is a sleeping giant if you hire the right guy. If you hire the right guy, I think that's a sleeping giant um, program in, in the SEC and in the country. I think it's going to take a while, though. I think it might. It, I think it'll take about 10 years before Fine, but if you're the athletic director and you go, hey, we're going to fire, uh, we're going to hire a coach with some name cachet. You mm-hmm. need, you do need a name, I think, mm-hmm. You know, whether it's, hey, let's talk to Urban Meyer. If I'm Arkansas, first person I'm calling. Urban Meyer. Where's not, he's not answering the phone. Fine. Bob Stoops, where are you? Uh, he's, he's still retired. He's still retired. Out. ain't coming back. Well, okay. At that point, then if, if he Mike doesn't. Leach. Yeah, Mike Leach. I'm calling Mike Leach. And if you have to, if you can't get a big name, then you roll a dice on, a, on an up-and-coming guy. You want to find almost That's Nick Saban when he, was at Mississippi, uh, when he was at Michigan State. That's what I say. I say roll a dice on an up-and-coming guy. I, it's just going to be difficult to lure somebody from somewhere else that's making a lot of money already to a place that he can make some decent money. But, but, had, but, but here's the thing. The kicker is – how long are you going to give the coach to, to turn the team? I think around? you got to give him five years. You, you got as an athletic director. If you're Arkansas, you go. All right, we're going in, into this with a long term vision, and it might be ugly for the first two years. It right. just might. It's going to be ugly. But give them time to get a class through there where they're juniors, they're upperclassmen, where they can grow up I in agree. the program. I agree. I agree. I, but do you think they're going to give in this day and age, right now, any coach five years to turn the program around? I, I don't think they will. But should they? Yeah. Because because here's what the AD is going to feel for Arkansas is the pressure, right? Pressure mm-hmm. from boosters, pressure from fans. Uh, and, look, they've got, like, huge donors. Jerry Jones, for crying out loud, in one phone call yep. can give you as much money as you want. And they, and they still don't have anything right now, right? They, can get, they have all the facilities. They have all this other stuff. But, I mean, I think they have to change the, the AD first. Yeah. And then they need to get fresh there and then come in with a new fresh coach with a fresh attitude, fresh mindset of how to sell the program. And then you can get players in there. Because at one point in time, to be honest with you, Arkansas was getting a lot of players from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. The second tier, third tier take mm-hmm. players from Louisiana. They were getting them, um, but they just weren't developing them. So so here we are. So I, I, I think you're right. I do think that 
Mike Leach could come here and maybe go to Arkansas or something like that and do well, but they have to give him an extended amount of time. I would say six years. Okay. Personally. Fine. I would say six years. I'd say get his first class to get there and graduate, you know, four years, after four years, and then have two other classes that will be sophomores and juniors. That's if you go back and look at Mike Leach, wherever he's gone, he's won. He's won. I and he's won at places where, where I mean, Lubbock, Texas, and Texas yeah. Tech. I mean, you're recruiting in Lubbock, Texas? That's Come nothing on. in Lubbock, There's Texas. nothing there. Nothing, nothing. And he had success. Pullman, Washington, let's be honest. Washington State, that's now, not. Washington is a beautiful uh, state. I love Washington. But you're recruiting in California there. Yeah. you got to recruit in California. Most of those kids, some of them are local. But if you look at Oregon and Oregon, Oregon State's uh, rosters, uh-huh. they're largely California, California maybe even Hawaiian. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. I just, I just think that he would, yep. he would be willing to come. I think he would be willing to come to the SEC. I know he would. And I'd be all for it just because, A, I think he can have success. And, B, he'd be entertaining. Have you heard the guy talk about Sasquatch and aliens and extraterrestrials? That alone would, would, be, would be entertaining to me. Well, what he's talking about, he actually knows about because I know a little bit about it, too. So, oh, you do? Yeah, I saw Sasquatch studied, the other day. Oh, you did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, don't get and me started on that. I was abducted by an alien as well. Oh, but, well, that explains some things. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can get on board with that. <laughs> Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick here in front of the Athletic Administration building on the campus of LSU steps away yep. from Tiger Sta- Stadium, and we are – Hanging out here, Gulf Coast Bank and Trust, Tiger Tailgate and Show. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. On the opposite end, do you think Joe Brady, you think LSU is, is going to be able to keep Joe Brady? It's going to be tough. Um, you know, the thing about Joe is the fact that this is only his first year doing this. Right. And no one seems to realize that. So he's got to show that he can continue to do this, right? Um, at the end of the day, the, I, think, I think Joe will be – I think he would be dedicated to LSU for the next three, four years. I, I really, truly believe that. And I think after that, he may explore some other options. Now, it depends. Well, that's the on, expectation. But it depends on what he is looking for. Is he looking to go back into the NFL? Does he want to stay in college? Does he want to be a, 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 a full-time offensive coordinator? Is he looking for a head coaching job at a small school? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't think he's ready for the head coaching thing because we know nothing about him. Um, but I do think I think he can be an offensive coordinator anywhere, develop anybody anywhere. Because what I've seen this year of him, I think he's done a great job. But I will not, I, I can't forget about Steve Insminger and the th- job that he's doing because he's got to have something Certainly. to do with it. So um, I think at the end of the day, I think it's going to be tough for us to try to keep him there 100. percent But at the end of the day, we got to make it happen. You know, you know where I think no Steve Insminger is really good for Joe Brady Where's that? is because Joe Brady's a little bit like Sean Payton, where he might get a little discouraged with the running game. Right, are not as patient with the running game and start airing the ball all over all over the field. And I think Steve Insminger has a way of dialing him back and saying, that's, "Who we got here?" That's a two-time, uh, uh, two-time uh, Super Bowl winning defensive end by the name of Jarvis Green, right there. Jarvis baby. Green, get him back up. Come on over here, Jarvis. Let's talk, man. Come on, come on. Let's <laughs> yeah, talk. Let's that's, get Jarvis that's, Green that's on the radio, you man. Know, you know he's doing something special. He's doing something that no other Tiger has done before. You know what he's doing? What's that? He's selling packaged shrimp, and he's one of the best that he's selling around the country, and he's making a name for himself um, um, in the food industry right now. It's, it's a wonderful thing, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm proud of him, and I love him to death. And uh, he came in. He and I played together for a long time, and um, he's one of my favorite people in the world as well. Former LSU Tiger yep. Jarvis Green taking yep. a seat here. We'll talk Patriot. to him momentarily. And you, see, you see that Ocean's 97 on yeah. the set? That's, that's his, that's that's his, his company. company. Yeah, that's what he's got, man. He's making it happen. Jarvis, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for coming by, man. We're looking forward to hanging out with you for a couple minutes. Hey, what's going on? 
Not a lot, man. LSU and Arkansas today. We were just talking about um, just the success of this LSU offense in particular, and Joe Brady and, and what he's meant along with Steve Ensminger. As a former player, what's it been like to watch this? It's been magical. I'm always in Boston most of the time, but watching the game. And mm-hmm. I remember a few weeks ago I went down to the baseball tavern, the local LSU uh, club, you know, mm-hmm. bar, and watching it, man. It's emotional at the same time. Uh, watching the records getting broken, but also just Coach Ogeron. I mean, when I was in yep. high school, I visited Syracuse. He was the D-line coach. Yeah. You know, it was just to see him doing the things. And, you know, when he came in, a lot of people had doubts, say he couldn't do it. The team couldn't perform. I mean, golly, they're beating everybody. And yep. this is a hell of a year right now for LSU Nation. Not only are they beating everybody, but they're literally beating everybody. Yeah. Like, yeah. they're putting the, you know, they're putting the pedal to the metal. The defense is playing well. Sometimes they're giving up some plays. Talk a little bit about the defense and how you think they can get better. The defense, well, um, that's a big thing there. I mean, there's a lot of things that have to happen right now. For me personally, uh, it's my opinion, so yep. I'm, I'm going to yep. say that the, the defense, they're watching the offense perform, mm-hmm. you know, breaking records. Yep. And, and I think they're being fans at the same time. Yep, watching, just talking about that earlier. Wow, watching the offense. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I know a, a lot of teams are like that. I mean, even like in the NFL, I remember the year when the Patriots went, undefe- you know, went undefeated. Yep. And it got to the point, I mean, we were watching games, and it was like we come with our popcorn, how many points are going to put up this week? But the right. defense has a job to do. Absolutely. They got to shut down the offense. The offense. They got to they gotta make their plays. Guys have to show up. Now, for me, I'm going to talk a little bit about number 18. There you go. When he came into the season, a lot of people, now he might hit me for this, but uh, Expectations, again, yeah, right? a, lot, a lot of things happen. You know, it was preseason All-American yep. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was 6'4", 250. And <clears> I'm always watching the game. I said, hey, uh, you you got to make a rip move. You got to get yep. off the ball. You mm-hmm. got to use that speed to your ability. You can't just get up with those big offensive linemen in the SEC mm-hmm. and try to tangle with them guys. Power is the last thing you're supposed to do. At a guy, at guy For a guy at his size, correct? You got to be swift, man. You got to right. get off the ball, stay on the edge, move those hips, yep. move those feet, keep the hands working, yeah. make magic happen. Mm-hmm. You know, not just get in front of those guys because they want you to get in front of them face-to-face so they can clamp on and, and hold on. Right. Those guys are – I mean, this is the SEC, man. Everybody is physical. Everybody is athletic. You have to – Prove that, but you have to show it. And this ball get off is very important for, for that offense. Absolutely. I mean, for the defensive line. And really, the biggest thing is just making plays, man. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you see the guys they're playing against, and it's not at this point. It's not about can we do it. Yes, y'all can do it. Everybody line up. You put your pants on one leg at a time. These guys are phenomenal athletes. They have to remember that. Go out there and make a play. Yep. Caleb on Chasson is who you're talking about. Jarvis Green, former LSU Tiger here, hanging out with us. And Jarvis – it's rare that you find a 44-and-a-half-point spread uh, in the SEC. In fact, four decades. But LSU's favored by 44 That's and a half. record. Isn't that a record? Uh, no, they've had a spread that high, but it hasn't been, it hasn't been that high in 40 years. Uh, but how much have you watched Arkansas? And I'm looking at them, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Ole Miss hanging 31 on them, Auburn hanging 51 on them. Yeah. I mean, the only, I said this to Herb, and I didn't mean to be flippant but, and, or disrespectful, but the only way LSU loses this game is if they literally do not show up on the field. Like, yeah. don't get dressed, right. and they stay in the locker room. Correct. I have not watched Arkansas play all year. I have no idea. I just know that they got two wins, correct? Mm-hmm. That's all I really know. Uh, I mean, we have the point spread. LSU have to do what they have to do. Yep. I think it's for me. It's going to be it's going to be a twenty-eight point you know, game blowout. Uh, it's not it's not like an if right now the way they've been playing. They have two games left. I know when the season first started. You know, I call call him American Joe Joe Burrow. Yep. American Joe, <laughs> and when he was. Playing, and I think a lot of people not here. I think, well, 
some here, but the rest of the country, they thought it was a fluke. Right. Yeah. They thought it was just, oh, he's going to screw up. He's going to throw the next game. Nah, nah, this guy is supposed to be a number one draft pick. He's the real deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, top three draft pick, no matter yeah, what. I mean, he, yeah. I mean, I saw the little thing on social media about the guy using a car with him, yep. saying the best quarterback they ever played, LSU. Yep, yep. And he said some guy named Herb Tyler. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep, I saw that on social media, so, <laughs> so that was funny. And just watching Joe Burrow play the offense, the receivers, the offensive line, everybody gets credit, man, for the for, for what they're doing right now. This is history. And he, he looks like he looks like Tom Brady to me. I, I think I think I, it's so interesting see, that you said that. Because we, we were about, I was just about to say that Jarvis and I have played together, and I know he knows the game. And not only does he know the game, he played the game at the highest level possible. But not only that, he's played with the probably the greatest coach of all times. Not only that, he probably played with the greatest quarterback yeah. of all time, right? So all of these different things. The one thing that we've been seeing about out of Joe Burrow is the fact that he <clears throat> has this demeanor about him that reminds us so much of Tom Brady. And yeah. then not, also, not only that, his delivery of the football, where he goes, the checkdowns, the, the, the intermediate routes, the deep routes, whatever way you want to look at it. I just got chills just time now, it, man. man. I'm telling you, that's exactly he, it, right? His checkoffs to the receivers? Yes. I mean, the, the offensive line has a lot to do with it as well. Right. But for him just to do that, because quarterbacks are always pressured. They're in a hurry. Yep. The offense itself is always timed. Mm-hmm. This guy don't care about that. You see the offense is not about that. It's right. about throwing to the, the receiver that's open. And the checkdowns and the stuff he's doing, man, that's NFL, man. That's it. That's, that's straight exactly. NFL. Now, you know, that comes to play, too, with the Joe Brady effect, right? With, yeah. With, with bringing this type Coming of offense. Saints, yeah. Bringing this type of offense there and the mentality of a, of a professional-style offense yeah. and the way to play the game as a professional. So, I, I think after this season, whatever happens, a lot of the, the defensive guys are going to look at the film. They're going to try to figure out what's going on. Yeah. I mean, everybody getting coached. So it may be different, but Joe, you know, he's going to be gone. Joe be Burrow, gone, right. But hopefully the next guy coming up, it's in him. The system, the, the mindset yes. to make those plays. Yep, you're right. Jarvis Green, former LSU Tiger, two-time Super Bowl champion. Uh, you call him American Joe. I call him Full Moon Joe. Okay. <laughs> just on, <laughs> just I like, it. Mississippi I like State. it. Thanks for stopping by, man. Yes, I appreciate sir. it. All appreciate right, it's it. the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. Two to go on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL on the campus of LSU in front of the Athletic Administration Building along with quarterback Her- or former LSU quarterback Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrett. Coming up next hour, you'll hear from NFL and college football analyst Mike Dettelier right here on the home of the Tigers, WWL. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.